0: Thank you for joining today um, on to the Coal Hard Truth. I have a special guest with me on here, Brandon McAlpine. Say hello, Brandon. What's going on, everybody? Brandon, um, me and Brandon met in Hamilton, Alabama, um, working at the great old at and And, um, Brandon, then quickly after I started working there, moved up to Knoxville. And, uh, now I guess you could say two years, three, two and a half years later, we are following. Um, so Brandon, just
1: kind of introduce yourself
0: to the audience and, uh,
1: yeah. Yeah, uh, quick, uh, quick correction. We actually met because of a fantasy football league in Hamilton, Alabama.
0: That's true. That and then you true. got your
1: job at AT&T. So That's just true. going to give the cold, as you would say. That's right. Um, but yeah, like I said, uh, I'm Brandon McAlpine. Um, lived in Hamilton, Alabama for about five years. Went to the Ramp School Ministry there. Um, did two years there. Met my wife there. Got married. lived there for a little bit, and then um. I believe it was twenty was it twenty seventeen we moved. It was, yeah. Yeah, twenty seventeen that we moved up to Knoxville to uh, help pastors Casey and Lindsay Doss with Hope Unlimited Church and uh moved up here and just been loving life ever since. Nice.
0: So just for the listeners and stuff, um one of the reasons that I'm having Brandon on the podcast is because um, I think it's not every time that we're together, but most times that we're together, we we talk about um, um, some pretty touchy subjects, but also some things that need to be talked about. And uh, I love uh, what Brandon says about a few things, and so I wanted him to. I wanted to bring him onto the podcast to say those things, other than me just giving a little. Uh, teaching, lecture, whatever whatever you think it is.
1: So um
0: kind of inform everybody like what part of America you are from.
1: Um I am from the New England area, a little small town called Terryville in Connecticut. Um just our little corner of the world up there in New England. Nice. And that's a lot different
0: uh that's a lot different culture up there than
1: the growth much much different it is definitely not the bible belt it's not the south you keep to yourself you don't wave at people on the street you know get in get your business get done
0: yeah that's uh it's definitely not the south the um you know the the cool thing about it is is though is that people in the south think that's rude and you guys just think that's normal and so it's right it's a funny like it's a funny thing people people think when they go up to the north that people are rude and they're not rude they're just kind of rude to their standards this real yeah they're just yeah. rude to their standard and and you know who knows their standard could be wrong whatever
1: um i tell people all the time southern hospitality to me is being nice to your face and a snake behind your back at least at least up north we have the decency to not like you in front of your face
0: <laughs> well yeah the uh <laughs> that's pretty funny um Fortunately, though, fortunately, though, it's not it's definitely not all the time like that. But for sure that that can right. be, <laughs> that can be um, the case in some scenarios. But one of the reasons why I wanted to have Brandon on the podcast is um, we talk about some things when we're together that I think the church needs to hear um, because Brandon was kind of not attracted to the church for some very specific I think I think not really specific reasons but specific mindsets and we'll kind of we'll kind of get into that right. um later in this segment but talk a little bit about what um what was so unattractive to you growing up as a non-believer kind of raised in a household that wasn't your typical Christian um household what was like so unattractive to you um, as a non believer, as yeah. it pertains to the church, so,
1: um, so like I said, from Connecticut, um, up there, at least growing up myself, church wasn't like one of those things where it was a way of life, yeah. You know, like some, you know, there's a lot of Catholicism up there, um, so I mean, it's just if you went to church, great, if not, great, mm-hmm. so it wasn't like a requirement, you weren't a bad person if you didn't go to church, all that kind of stuff, um. But I was still raised with good morals. Right, right. And um that's one thing that I think the church misses sometimes is we believe we are the moral police. Yeah. And, you know, we're kinda I'm kinda getting ahead of myself a little bit. But that's you know, that's something I was raised without having to go to church for. Um, but I was big, big into learning. Yeah. And just knowledge and science. Like I loved discovering Mm -hmm. and so when i moved down south um there were basic scientific principles that were just constantly being like thrown in the mud and laughed at in the name of christianity yeah and that concerned me and it kept me away from the church because i remember my thought process was if i have to be stupid to be a christian i'm not going to be a christian that's pretty funny <laughs> yeah and, and i know it's harsh but like that, that that's a real thought that i had mm-hmm. and that, that that's something that kind of kept me away from like you know we started going to church but it's something that kept me away from getting into it and you know wanting to go right. deeper in it and so
0: the you know just just so the listeners you know know this this is not like a podcast to um bash the church or anything like that. Brandon is a Christian. He serves at a church, serves at a major capacity at the church. But what it is is to raise awareness to um maybe everyone doesn't think the same way that you do. And maybe everyone doesn't, you know, have the same morals as you do or or the good old um way of living as you do. But they can they can still um, you know, love God like that. But um you know the Right the, I, you know, that's something for me, too, that that has always been I, I'm not going to say not attractive because I've never known anything different. Um, But what I can say is that when I did get saved and when I did get plugged into a church, I noticed some things that were major that were concerns for me as far as just um, not really, um, I, I, w- I would say as well, um, scientifically, because I. Um, I, I loved physics, but I wasn't into like big scientific, you know, discovery or anything. I just love physics. And I was I love math. And so um, I say I love math. I almost say I love math. I was, just, you know, I, I just <laughs> I just remember I loved physics in high school and I loved the idea. I was always kind of um, tossing around the idea that I could be wrong and um, not in a sense of I don't believe in myself, but in a sense of there is more out there that I can learn. There's more out there that can grow me just practically in general. And when I when I got plugged into um, a local church, this wasn't the case with everyone, but this was the case with the majority. And it was like, Mm -hmm. this is right. And this is just right and I need a further explanation than this is just right, you know? And it's like, absolutely. I don't deal well and nor, nor do you like, I believe this because I believe this. You need a reason why, you know? And so I right. struggled even um, probably the first year, The, the and I, I still struggle with this, is when believers come up to me and they say, I believe this, And I asked the question, why? And it's usually because they heard someone, they heard a catchy one-liner that is a really good statement. Mm -hmm. Like, there's nothing wrong with the statement. There's nothing wrong with the, they just can't back it with the why. And what I've noticed and what I've learned is that you've got to know why. Because if you don't know why, then later on down the road, then your faith is very shaky. And so... Right. You know, right. So that mindset, I guess, um, the mindsets, you know, is that do you think the mindset, that kind of mindset is what bothered you most?
1: Yeah, because like I said, you know, since church wasn't like, you know, growing up a way of life that made it Mm -hmm. optional. And, you know, like, you know, you don't have to do this. So whenever I started getting into it, it's because I was able to develop that why Mm -hmm. for myself. And since I had that why, whenever I had conversations with people, it was more than just, well, this is how I was raised. Mm -hmm. This is what I believe. It was because, well, I've looked into it. I've looked into other religions. I've read other religious texts. And this is the one that makes sense. This is the one that lines up.
0: And so there, there are many um, uh, apolo- Wow, apologists, apologists out there that that all say a a resounding thing, and I can't remember right off the top of my head what these four things are, um. But but basically, what they say is there are four things that a religion needs a. Any sort of religion, anything needs a, a a grounds for, and these four things are, mm-hmm. um, you know, they rattle off these four things, and they all say this one resounding thing. Every apologetics person will say that Christianity has these four things, and this is why Christianity makes sense. And right. and then they will say right. why others do not. So I, I value that greatly that, um, you know, it was a it was an exposure to, oh, no, this is real. Like God is real. Yeah. And so talk about how, you know, just for a minute, how you having that mindset going growing up and then you figuring out, oh, no, like I have searched this out for myself. I believe that God is real and then talk about like your kind of journey from that point on to just go into RSM and then where you are now.
1: Yeah. Um, So I remember we started going to the church and started going to youth group and whatnot. And um, we would have Saturday night services. And I remember one night, like I had a really deep encounter Mm -hmm. with God Um, and like, I just remember the feeling Mm -hmm. and the emotion of it, but that was something that I just kind of detached myself from because, you know, to me, I wanted this to be more than just an emotional feeling, but having that basis of the emotional feeling, I went to the Bible and said, okay, now why do I feel this way? Like, like, Mm -hmm. what does this mean? So I was able to find God in the scripture you know having that same comforting nature in the scripture as the experience Mm -hmm. that I had and so that was my oh god like this is real and this is like he still does this stuff today like the stuff that I've started reading about like he's still at you know he's still at it today so that's kind of what set me down this journey of realizing like yeah. Oh, God is real. You know? Um, so, just spent a long time in the church. Um, saw a couple things that I, you know, saw a lot of things I love, saw a couple things that I didn't like. Um, kind of like how something that's been bothering me in the church lately is how we talk about how, you know, we're trying to get bullied into science, you know, how like science is like taking over the schools and they're not teaching Christianity like they should anymore. But, I saw a lot of that; those same tendencies in the church with their right. beliefs. Where they mocked science or they mocked other beliefs that contradicted mm-hmm. their own. So that was something that I kind of saw. as was like, aren't we doing the exact same thing? Yeah. Like, you know, we can't have our cake and eat it too here. You know, we can't be martyrs and then, you know, be mocking right. people <laughs> for right. doing the same thing. Um, so I just kind of grew up you know, spent some formative years in the church, just having encounters. You know, I'd go to the ramp, comp, you know, I'd go down to the ramp in Hamilton, Alabama, and have conferences, just be touched by the Lord, and it just felt like I was called to go to RSM, and just went there and decided to submit to the process. And uh, like I said, spent a couple of years there and just let God yeah, work on me. That's awesome.
0: Um, the one of the things that, <laughs> one of the things that also, you know. With, with just just kind of piggybacking off of what you just said is, is the contradiction and the the you mentioned earlier the moral police. Um, yeah, morally, you know, it you can be a morally upright person and be un, and not be saved, and then right. you also on the other hand. Can have a totally different set of morals than typical morality, and be saved. And mm-hmm. people seem to struggle with, especially in the South, people st- tend to struggle with. Um, people tend to struggle with the mindset and the belief that there could be people out there who do not think the same things as they do as it pertains to um, having morals, pursuing God, and how those are integrated. And it's like, for me, Mm -hmm. I know one thing for me is that a lot of times, um, obviously, I believe that you should respect people, you know, a lot of times like, you should respect people, you should honor people, you should love people. That's not this is not what I'm saying. But a lot of people do not understand why I don't get bent out of shape when someone either disrespects me or someone um, is being disrespectful just in general. And it all right. goes back to the mindset of this person – probably doesn't think what they did is just disrespectful and and right in in christianity in in, in following jesus we as the church are so offended by everything that it, it is just strange to me it, it, it's just strange yeah. how certain thoughts make christians um they don't make christians offended but they 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 trigger the offense button in Christians, and it's like as the church and as a follower of Jesus. I mean, I'm a pastor at a church right now, and we just right. have to do better than that. You know, the yeah, you've got to be unoffendable. I, my my youth pastor used to tell me this all the time. He would say, "Jesus went to the cross and was not offended." What excuse do you have, right? And it's like, whoa, you know. Right. And I think the um,
1: Jesus cried out for forgiveness for the people crucifying right, him,
0: right? And I think it's it's important to understand as believers
1: that if someone
0: has a different way of thinking than we do, that's okay. Don't crucify them on the altar of this is not the way that it's always been done, and this is not the way that I think it should look. Right.
1: Yeah, and um, like, like I said, we just have to do better about mm. it, you know, um, because another thing <laughs> – here's the only thing that kept me out of the church for so long was there were so many different types of yeah. churches and they all seem to hate each other.
0: <laughs> That's funny.
1: So it's like every like I don't even know what you guys don't even know yeah. what you believe. How am I supposed to figure out what I line up with if you guys are have all this infighting going on because you guys can't sit down and have a conversation. Right. right. And um wait, you know, the whole offense thing um you know, it's it's so so interesting like how like we cast people off because of their Mm -hmm. sin because we're offended by their sin. But the whole point of Christianity is to say, I see your sin, but let me love you anyways. And that's just something that we're missing because there are, there are a lot of people that don't think what they're doing is wrong. And so, you know, um, the morality thing, um, Mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis talks about mm. morality, and he spends like the entire first part of the book talking about morality, and at the end of it, he says, I didn't even mention God yet because in everybody, there is a moral compass that is instilled in right. every human being, Christian right. or not. And while we, we associate that moral compass Correct. with God, other people right. may not. That doesn't mean they don't That's have good. it.
0: That's really good. It's a, it's it's strange to me a lot of times that you know and the and the danger the danger in the South is is I see this so I actually met someone that it's like I'm like, this is the prime example of what this is. Like this is the prime example of um it's just called um it's called secular moral deism and it's just you're guided by morality and your your set morals become god for you and and it's like you're right. driven by moral you're driven by your moral compass rather than the holy spirit and it's like right
1: which can be dangerous because the bible says the heart can be deceptive or the heart can be a liar. And when we play into our emotions so much, because a lot of times we get our emotions and our morals and the Holy spirit all just thrown Mm -hmm. in the same pot when they're definitely not Mm -hmm. the same thing. And I feel like as Christians and, you know, watching a lot of, you know, a lot of the church's responses to what's going on in 2019, Mm -hmm. they're more emotional responses because they feel like they're, it's an attack on their morality rather than the response that Jesus would actually have for what's right. happening.
0: That's really good. So um here here's a question. You know, I was kind of debating whether I wanted to throw this in here or not. But I can't, I think I'm I think I'm going to go ahead and do it because you are on the you were on the opposing side of this how did you how did you first get along with um with other believers who had all these standards in their lives that God may have set in their lives but he didn't set in yours and what i mean by that is people having personal conviction and turning it into like condemnation how did you how did you, like, not be a arrogant, rude moron to these people? Because that's a challenge, right?
1: That, right. No, challenge. absolutely. How did you
0: navigate, um, like, God never told me what you said that he said. How do you navigate? Right. About myself. Um, right. So how do you navigate? Right. How, do, how did you, how do you navigate? Currently, and how do you navigate that? You know, going forward.
1: So, previous in the past, when I was still new in the faith, um, it was one of those things where it's really easy as Christians to bully other Christians Correct. into your convictions because you hold them so, like you hold on to them so dearly. And I'm not, like, I'm not trying to come against that. Like, if God has spoken to you with your convictions. Work out your own salvation with fear right. and trembling. You know, like it's not a bad thing. We should have to watch how we present mm-hmm. things because what God said to you may not be what right. God is saying to me. It doesn't change the fact that God said it to you and you need to take it seriously. Very seriously. But it, you need to respect the fact that God said it to you, Right. not it's, to me. It, it's kind of like one of those
0: things. It's like I preach to students all the time. So I'm just like, get convicted about whatever you can get convicted about. <laughs> you know? And it's like, yeah, absolutely, yeah. like, I don't care if you get convicted about drinking chocolate milk, get convicted about it. Try to hear from God, to go to God, <laughs> right. and ask him to search your heart, convict you of something and,
1: and get right with God. So anyway,
0: go ahead. Sorry.
1: Right. So um, presently, you know, for the past, you know, five, six years, like as I've matured, um, it's really been a I'm going to stand on what the mm-hmm. word says, Until I hear a word for myself. Unless there's an authority figure in my life that says this is the standard that we're going to hold as a leadership team. Then I'm going to honor the standard of the leader. But for all the gray area stuff, you know, go to the word, see what the word has already said. Hold true to that. Go to your leader. Say, what is the standard that you want to hold here? If you're a leader in the church, go to your leader and say, what are our standards? Hold to those standards. And then all the other gray area stuff, just go to God about it. And like I said earlier, work out your own salvation. Like, you know, one person can be convicted about one thing and it not be an issue to another person. And for me, there's a huge cultural part of Mm -hmm. it. You know, like... America is a big place, you know, the culture of the Northeast is very different than the culture of the South, which is very different than the culture of the Midwest. Like, you know, a pastor, and this is going to be controversial, a pastor in a bar in the Northeast isn't going to be as big of a deal as it is in the South, just because of the way that Mm -hmm. the cultures are. And so we can't condemn people for convictions that God hasn't put on them.
0: Right. And the, uh, you know, the, the, you know, speaking, speaking of that topic directly, I personally, um, I don't drink, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me if other people drink. I don't drink number one because, um, my family previously, um, has dealt with alcoholism in a, in a way that is, is, well, it's alcoholism, right? It's, it's obviously not healthy because it's an addiction, It's like, I don't want to, um, I don't really want to take the chance, you know, I don't want to swing that bat and maybe hit the ball on accident, you know, so I don't drink for that reason. But also um, on my 21st birthday, um, I remember um, getting aware. It it was very cool. I was um, actually uh, doing some ministry down in South Georgia. At that time and I, I it was actually my 21st birthday and I remember the Lord coming to me um in some in a time of prayer and says, "I never want you to um drink or buy alcohol and I was like okay like that's I mean that that's all, that's all it was all right. that's all it was for me it wasn't like this huge thing where I like went and like done a campaign against alcoholism and stuff like that um, <laughs> there for a therefore for a right. while um I never saw alcohol handled health healthily. And I I, I still haven't seen it handled, handled with, with a lot of help much, but I have seen it handled in a way where it doesn't change people's personality. It just, it doesn't change, you know, um, certain things. And so now it doesn't really bother me for, um, other people to have a drink around me or something like that. Um, it doesn't bother me at all. You know, if you're causing other people to stumble though, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother ball game. That right. That's right, a whole time, for yes. a different for a different time. But talk about um, talk about and
1: kind of touching on that yeah. topic though, real quick.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this. Um, I guess exhibiting your freedom for con- from a conviction, right? At the sake of mm-hmm. exhibiting it, isn't mm-hmm. healthy either. So, if you don't feel convicted about drinking, and you drink just because, and you drink around people just because you're, like, flexing this holier-than-thou, like, I'm above that standard because I know it's not a problem right. for me, that that arrogance right. is your problem. Right, right, right.
0: You're walking on.
1: So, that's something else, like, you have to check yeah, your heart on. you're walking on the
0: fence, and sooner or later, you're going to fall off. So, um, and, 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 right. who knows what side you'll fall on. So, that's that's kind of you know that's that's good stuff. Now I'm gonna ask you one a couple more questions. Um, what um talk about a little bit about mindsets, um, like specific ways of thinking. Um, that we you know. We we are young, me and you are young and but we're not stupid people just in general. If I can say right. that without sounding arrogantly. Um I I do not <laughs> believe Brandon is a stupid person. Um or I would not have him on my podcast. But how how do you get um like how do you get past or um, ignore I, I guess it's kind of dangerous to ignore it but what are some mindsets there's a better way to ask this question what are some mindsets that just kind of that are in our culture today as a church
1: that just kind of scare you um let me think about it the separation or the lack of separation between literal and historic is concerning to me and this just has to do with interpretation yeah. you know but it kind of touches on to the reason why the church ignores science so much I and mean, that, that's a that's a big yeah. thing for me is i i enjoy mm-hmm. proof right. you know and i will take you know i will take Emotional experiences when it comes to like a moment that you had with God as proof that you believe God is real I've had those I've mm-hmm. had those experiences. you know that's what started this journey for me was an experience with God that led mm-hmm. me to the Bible. but we can't ignore people that spend their entire lives researching mm-hmm. things because we think literal means right. historic. I take Genesis Mm -hmm. literally, but I don't look at it historically. So I can believe that it's God-breathed and not believe that it's science. And those aren't contradicting ideas in my mind. Like, we just have to be okay with that uncomfortableness of we don't know everything Yeah. Because if that, that's that, that's probably the best way to sum up, like one of the things that concerning is we're very arrogant in our knowledge that is yeah, incomplete. That's, that's good, that's good. Or, or because, even I've
0: seen, even even I've seen, we're very arrogant in knowledge that is,
1: uh, you know, very, very surface level, right? Right, so. I mean, I I wanted to get – I thought about becoming a marine biologist, so like I took a lot of science classes. And any time there was a gap in knowledge and science, it was yeah. okay for there to be that gap there because they wanted to find the right. answers for it. In the church, if there's that gap there, it's it's a dangerous place for the church Cause it's just, because we don't right, know how to handle
0: off it. His brother just have faith. You know,
1: and exactly, we'll find out when like, we get there. There's a per,
0: there is there is a there's something crazy that happens, and you can attest to this as well. When you have when you have found Jesus, and or, or Jesus has found you, you have you know God, and you're still searching Him out, mm-hmm. and it's like yeah. you're still seeking Him out. You like, or or let me say it like this you have searched for God and found him and then you continue and then you continue to seek him out. And and it's like the church right. has to be okay with not their walk with God, not being, I found Jesus and now my walk with God is I found Jesus or Jesus found me. And that's the, that's kind of the end of it. And we'll, we'll know the rest of this when we get to heaven, because that, that could be a whole nother That could be a podcast like, uh, uh, you know, um, that isn't really God's will um, for you to know that when you get to heaven. It's for you to know it now so you can transform. Right.
1: He says, seeking you shall not know it
0: now so that you can transform what's right in front of you, you know.
1: um, Right. And like, if we were okay with that mentality of constant discovery in mm -hmm. Christ, I feel like it would transfer into constant discovery in the natural world. Right. Because, you know, all of creation testifies of right. his glory, right? So it's like, if we are okay with constantly seeking out God, we wouldn't be questioned by the, the idea that we don't know all of the answers about nature. Right, right. Because if if God is ever discoverable, so is his creation. Right. Right.
0: The uh, something something that kind of scares me a little bit is that we believe in the church today. And you, we I, for all the listeners, I went up to Knoxville um, this past week and me and Brandon and his wife had incredible conversation over some some good pizza. And uh, mm-hmm. one of the things that concerns me the most is that 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 that. For some reason in the church, I won't say in the church at large, you know, well, I will. In in the church, we believe at times, and, and this is not a knock on the church. This is just areas that we can be better. You know, this is areas that we can improve in and grow in and learn that just because you entertain a thought doesn't mean that you're accepting that thought. And so, um. Aristotle says the mark of an educated mind is that you can entertain a thought without accepting it. And and right. just because someone has a different perspective, even of theology, and even a different perspective or a different worldview than you, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you just have to write what they think off. Um it means right. that it means that they have something they 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 at least have something that you can take and apply it and and probably grow with it um maybe mm-hmm. something you know it it it's bad when we look at it i try not to be cynical towards certain theologies but it's very hard because they're just it's it's very hard it's it's just hard but it's like the, these people have something that I might could grab a hold of and take for the betterment of and, and the growth of my personal
1: walk with God. And It's dangerous to start thinking that we can't learn anything from opposing Right, viewpoints. yeah, very
0: dangerous, very dangerous.
1: We don't have to accept the opposing viewpoint but to just dismiss it completely instead of wrestling with it a little bit. Like that's what I like to do whenever like there's an alternate perspective brought to me. I like to take those ideas, wrestle with a bit, accept them as my own. So I can throw the parts away that I don't like and build my perspective. And so because it builds a stronger foundation for you rather than just saying, well, you're wrong. I'm right. I couldn't tell you why I'm right. I don't really know why I think I'm right, but I just know it's you're. It's funny
0: right. because it's like, um, as a Christian, now m- some Christians don't believe this, but you have to believe that all things are redeemable, and all things can be brought back to, um, all things can be redeemed all things can glorify god even things that are perverted now can be redeemed back to their original intention to glorify god and so a lot of times the root of some thinking maybe the fruit of it may be the fruit of it may just be flat out demonic right you know the the fruit of it may be Mm -hmm. some weird junk that you get off into but the root of it could have come from a place of pure intentions in the heart and that's yeah you know, like you said earlier the heart can be deceived. it could have come from a place of pure intentions but it wasn't handled appropriately and it right. makes me very it makes me very um not i'm not open to the fact that christ um may not have been um you know crucified on the cross, put in a grave and rose again on the third day. I'm not open to the idea that that didn't happen because historically that happened. I'm not, I'm not open to the idea that that didn't happen. I'm not open to the idea that I never had an encounter with God. I'm not open to the idea. I am, however, open to the idea of say, for instance, my (laughs) doctrines as it pertains to um, the atonement for sin those things could be added to what I currently believe or what I currently believe might be wrong. And I am open to that. And I think the openness to it allows you to search out. it, It allows you to search out truth and it and it and it lets you arrive not so much and stop. It doesn't let you arrive and stop but mm-hmm. it lets you kind of get on the right bus and and the right mindset right. to think in about a certain thing because you know one thing that i love to see is i love to see new believers um come into the church come into the body of christ and they have these ways of thinking and i hear some ways mm-hmm. of thinking and i'm like ooh i may need to say, i may need to say something about that <laughs> But I hear yeah. other thoughts that come out, and it's like that is a very elementary thought. And I, I never say this because you never want to be so arrogant that you can't celebrate with someone over a, over a revelation that they just, right. that they just have for the very first time, especially a new believer. You need to be clapping your hands and celebrating with them. Nobody likes the person. Nobody Absolutely. likes the person that says, oh, yeah, we've already known that for a while now, and it's just like. you moron like you just ruined this for this guy made him feel like an idiot but um i always i pay attention to really avenues of thinking rather than the actual thought and it's like i yeah i i
1: celebrate what street got you to this house (laughs) right
0: right which yeah and it's like there is dangerous thinking and then there is thinking that is outside of the box that's going to lead to a massive revelation if they just keep going on this road, you know what I'm saying? And it's not, it's it's not about us standing up and pointing the finger and saying you were wrong and you are right. Um, in some arrogantly prideful egotistical way, it's about saying, Hmm, that's an interesting thought. Let's talk about that. Let's have a conversation. And at least when you have the conversation, yeah,
1: I would much rather have a conversation about why you're thinking what you're thinking than what right, you're thinking. Yeah, and it's like, like, how did you arrive to this? Like, your thought may be mm-hmm. wrong, but if the way you got there is right, I want to celebrate yeah, that. And it's like, the, but on the on the flip side, if you're if what you're thinking is right, but the way you got there is wrong, we need to correct. it it's it's,
0: it's it's very much like you know. When people say, "You know, um, I I serve God out of a fear of going to hell," it's like if you serve God out of a fear to go going to hell. Praise God that you serve God, but if you serve Him out of a fear of going to hell, right. I th- that's very dangerous because that that's not even biblical repentance. The Bible says that the kindness of God leads man right. to repentance, not the fear of the Lord. And, um, even though you may have a healthy fear of the Lord, we need to deal with the fact that you view God as this, like smite you to hell, make a wrong move. Um, you know, God, we need to deal with that issue. And I think it's, I think you, you you said something kind of cool there that it was like, it's the avenue of thinking. It's not necessarily what you think is right or wrong. It's just the avenue. And so, I'm okay with someone thinking something different than me. Um and it yeah. and it's fine. But also at the same time, I can go have a conversation with this person about why they think what they think and how they've come to this conclusion and then we can we can lay out the evidence and we can see who's right or wrong. And that's been that has right. been what has shaped my thinking and what has challenged my mindsets today. um, It has been, I come from a very Southern town and it's like, this is wrong and this is right. And when I became a Christian, it's like, this is no longer wrong. And, or this is no longer right. right." One of the two. Mm -hmm. And um, so it was very cool to, it was very cool to have a conversation with someone the first time that I realized that I needed to re have a reason why I believe what I believe in just stating, Oh, I believe this. And you need to have an, why. Right. And so that's awesome. Um, so last thing about two minutes, talk about your, talk about your move to Knoxville and all that stuff. Me and Anna are getting ready to move on up and we'll have a, many of these conversations, but talk about your move to Knoxville, what you love about Knoxville.
1: Yes. I mean, it was incredible. Um, it's really funny. Um, this could be a whole nother podcast, just the mentalities that we can get when we're making decisions Mm -hmm. as Christians. Um, but a lot of people asked me, Michaela, you know, like, Oh, like did God tell you to move to Knoxville? I can honestly say, yeah, no, but we had peace about it. And when Jesus was crucified before he ascended, he said, I leave with you right peace. Talks about, you know, sending the Holy Spirit. And the thing that he was leaving with us right. was peace. Um, you know, Paul talks about peace that surpasses understanding. Yeah. So I was like, I have a peace mm-hmm. about it. And you know, as we were making these steps um to move to Knoxville, God was just lining things up. Our house sold in a town that is historically has a historically terrible real estate market. Yeah um so it just just lined up perfectly for us you know jobs just fell on our laps and so like well this must be what god wants us to do um and we moved up to Knoxville not even really planning on having much opportunity at the church we just wanted to serve the church you know we believed you know pastor Lindsay told us the vision that her and pastor Casey had for the church and we just believed in the vision and we wanted to help serve that vision so we just moved with that mentality of like, God, if we never have a platform, we want to serve this vision because we believe in it. Um, so we move up here and um, just stewarded our heart posture correctly towards it. And God has just given us incredible opportunities. Um, I help lead worship at Hope Unlimited. Me and my wife are over at the small group ministry there. Um, Pastor Casey asked me to preach every once in a while. So just incredible opportunities. My wife has started a dance school up here. It's just really been an incredible, incredible transition in season. Nice, so nice. Far. Well, me and Anna are excited to get up there,
0: and uh, we you know, to have you get plugged in and, and just absolutely serve the vision, serve the house, and uh, having a many of these conversations. So, well, man, all right. Thank you for joining on today and kind of giving, kind of giving absolutely. some perspective and some enlightenment and listening to me ramble and kind of go back and forth about mindsets and you know how you were brought up and things like that and then that encounter with God that led you to the word that led you to into further discovery of of this is true you know and so right um so thanks uh for jumping on Brandon and um
1: uh, I will do it again sometime yeah. Oh, and one like mm-hmm. I, there's one last statement. You know, you you said something, and it just like made something click in my brain. To people listening, don't be afraid to ask that's God good. questions because He's right. not a liar and He'll that's give good. you the truth. That's really good. As Christians, we can't be afraid that's to ask really questions. That's really good. Because that's what I did. I asked questions to the like I asked the Bible questions. I asked God questions. And I got the truth in return, and it has deepened That's good. my faith.
0: That's really good, and I can expound on that for a while. But well, Brandon, I appreciate you jumping on, man, and um, I'll be talking with you soon. All right, uh, thanks perfect. everybody for jumping onto the cold hard truth. We'll see you next episode. Have a good night. <laughs>